You are listening to the podcast that's basically a book club. Welcome to the Book Leggers. All right, welcome back to the Book Leggers. I'm your host, Jake, and this is my co-host, Joel. And today we are talking about Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. Now, Travis is known for his narrating, having narrated hundreds of audiobooks. He started writing Legends and Lattes as a project for National Novel Writing Month in 2021, and it has turned into a hit. A self-described low-stakes novel of found family and reinvention, this book became a word-of-mouth success and a bestseller. <laughs> so Vondry is a Washington State guy. He's a Northwestern toner. They apparently go as a Washingtonians, but that's what, people that's from what the they... district don't like that. So we apparently call them toners. That almost sounds derogatory. It does. Yeah, I hope it's not. Fun fact about Vondry, though, he is a game developer and has several titles under his belt. I've never heard of the games. But yeah, I, I looked at that too. I never heard. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of the game. But anyway, uh, so this episode is going to be one of our special one-parters uh, where we're going to lightly cover everything and have more of a discussion about the book without really ruining the ending. So some light spoilers, but we don't want you to There's rob. We don't want to ruin. I know. So <laughs> we we don't want to rob you of the conclusion. <laughs> oh, but first. The bookleggers are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Patreon, and even TikTok. We are most active on Instagram and TikTok, and we love making content on those platforms. We are rolling out clips from our episodes, small mini series, and just general notifications about the show. So stay informed with all things bookleggers, and make sure to give us a like and a follow. Furthermore, the bookleggers are a podcast that uses Elitu. Elitu is a podcast creation website that new and old podcasters can use to make the process of creating a show even easier. Lead 2 cleans audio as it records it, allows for easier organization of your content library, and oh yeah, you can record multiple people from afar with its call recording abilities. It's perfect for a long-distance podcast. Lead 2 takes the process of hosting easier by directly feeding into Captivate, our hosting website. Feel free to click the link in our Facebook, Twitter, and website to learn more. Also, small plug, you've listened to the podcast, now you can drink like us as well. We've rolled out our official Booklayers Book Club pint glasses. And we have pictures of our three different types on our Instagram and a link to our shop, both on our website and our link tree in our bio. So make sure you head on over to pick up a pint to support your favorite book podcast. Now, while we're talking about pints, Joel, what's you drink it? I am drinking. The listeners are going to love this because it's been a while since I've uh, brought it up. But um, in case you guys <laughs> forgot, I am severely poor. So today we are drinking a, um, a variety of new Belgiums that I found rolling around in my trunk. Um. <laughs> so the first one <laughs> is a uh, it's just called 1554 and this is in a bottle so it might not uh, go over too well <laughs> yeah that didn't go well at all but yeah Actually, it, went pretty, it went good cheers cheers uh well is it good <laughs> is the trunk beer good it's it's not bad you know i've had better nice. but It'll do. worse. It'll do. Well, I am drinking a latte on my mind. It's an espresso stout Ooh. by Avery Brewing Company. And this is the first stout I have brought to the podcast. Oh, God, this this is, would have been uh, such a good 
time to get a fucking stout. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. This uh this is an espresso stout. Yeah, talk to your uh, with a soothing sweetness of vanilla is irresistible yeah. to coffee and beer lovers alike. Yeah, let me hear it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a picture of this, please. Oh yeah, that's actually really good too. Yeah, uh, I should have yeah. thought about that. Damn it. That's that's very dangerously good. They're out of Boulder, Colorado, so they're not a local plug. But if you are a Colorado listener, fun fact, they started out as homebrewers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let's get into it. So Legends and Lattes is definitely an inventive book. I don't know the last time we've had a fantasy's first Starbucks. Uh, it's. I mean, it definitely wasn't our cup of coffee. However, I understand uh, why it's so big, if that makes any sense. Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like... It, it is what he says it is, right? If he wouldn't have described it as like a low stakes novel, then I would it, think it sucked. But, yeah, but it's, know, exactly it, it's, it's exactly what, what he it says is. it is. Yeah. And, and I think that there's actually something really nice there. I think if you're, and I'm, I'm going to say this at the back half of this, but I think if you are having like some hectic, like you feel like you can't read, you can't do anything, this book's probably for you. Like you can just read yeah. a chapter at a time whenever you need to, mm-hmm. and there's no rush. There's no, there's, there's no. I need to get to the next chapter. It's just like that's going to be waiting for me when I get back to it. Right, that's what I was thinking about. Like I like a book like um, Hunger of the Gods. I didn't oh, like yeah. to be doing anything when I was no. listening to it, but like this book, like if you're cleaning and you are, you're cooking or you're just doing miscellaneous stuff and you don't need to be like a hundred percent tuned in. Um, you're going to enjoy it's a good it. book for that. Yeah. You're going to enjoy it. And, uh, I think, you know, the other thing about it is just sort of like the pacing just fits like things, things peak. There's still pacing in the chapters, right? Like there's still highlights, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's just enough to keep it from, going too crazy which i guess this is the whole point of the book mm-hmm. uh, so it's a standalone novel but it seems like there's gonna be more as he's released another book called bookshops and bone dust i think joel you'll be happy to know that we're not going to be directly reading that one darn it i know so we start off in the heat of battle in the epilogue where we meet our main girl viv who's battling it out with the scalvert queen and she ends up dealing the finishing blow with her trusty sword, Black Blood, and ends up taking a single jewel from the beast, the Scalvert Stone. And after 22 years of adventuring, Viv walks out on her gang of mercenaries to live a new life. And that is probably the peak fantasy um, aspect of the book is in the epilogue. Yeah, this was like the biggest <laughs> fucking tease ever. Because, yeah. right, it's like a decent, it's not really a decent fight scene because it kind of comes in like right as she's killing it, but she kills it. And yeah, her sword's name is cool. And it's got this, this mystic kind of little stone and in this thing's head that you don't really know anything about. And you're like, okay, like this, this could be interesting. And that was the most action in the entire book. <laughs> That's uh, the yeah. first I, three <laughs> sentences. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the epilogue was where the stereotypical fantasy was. Then we start to take a little trip. To the city of Thune. Is it Thune? Yeah. It's got to be Thune, right? T-H-U-N-E? It's, it's got to be. Yeah, Thune. And so Viv's picked it out due to an old song about Scalbert Stone and the ley lines. 
So she ends up using some magic sticks to find the perfect ley line shop in Thune, which is an old livery. Yeah, livery. Livery? Okay, I thought it was a livery, but I was like, they're keeping the animals alive in there. Anyway, livery. <laughs> so obviously, this is where we ran into like our first block uh, of the story. It's run down, and she ends up buying it off of a dude named Ansem. And all in all, that was pretty funny just due to the fact that like the dude's drunk and she's just like, Look, I'll give you this much, no complaints. And he's mm-hmm. like, Hell yeah, that's a lot of beer. Yep, he's like, I'll be right back and go get the deed real quick. Let me get the deed. And then we never talk about Ansem again. He is gone from gone the story. Never shows yeah. up again. Never shows up. So her grand plan, we start to learn, is to create the first coffee shop in Thune. And coffee is apparently a gnomish treat she had on her adventure, and she could not forget about it. And I get that, because let me tell you, like my nine to five is fueled by coffee. Yeah, you know, that's like something that's like bothered me this whole book is like, yes, obviously, like I'm a coffee junkie, too. But every time, right, because her whole experience is like she had coffee one time, changed her life. So she wants to open coffee shops. So her whole thing is predicated on going to a city where nobody's had coffee before. Do you remember your first ever sip of black coffee? That was rough. I wanted I wanted to fucking die. Yeah, it was but, rough. And my and my dad, you know, because that's where I yeah. got it from. He makes like jet fuel. Okay, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's thick. It's that construction worker <laughs> American yeah. backbone coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's 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 some blue collar coffee that your dad's making. Yeah. So let me. When I had that, I was like, "There's never any way that I, <laughs> in my entire life, will drink this." And now here mm-hmm. I am, and I'm like, "Give me the espresso, please." Yeah, I need I need a quad <laughs> shot. Thank you. Make, make it a triple. What did Pedro Pascal order? <laughs> Isn't it? It's like what six shots on us over ice or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yes, and it makes a lot of sense when you think about him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I mean, I'm probably going to be there when I get that old. I'll be oh, 100 for sure. Yeah. So I know we joked about it, but we 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 did text once and we're like, worst business plan ever. Um, it is the worst fucking business plan ever. <laughs> it, but also, in a way, it's like every other business plan because it's like no. we're, we got a no. hunch and we're going to do it. But uh, I still think it's a little silly to base it all around a stone. It's silly to base so, it all around a stone in a city that's never heard of the thing you're selling before. Yeah, I mean, you got to give Travis some credit, though. He He sells the shit out of the coffee. And like not to He's like skip people. too far ahead, but she had she had two things on her menu. That was her whole plan. She had two things. Yeah, I know. Uh, well, you know, it it evolves naturally, and so that's pretty nice. <laughs> gives yes. you gives you a couple chapters there. So the shop ends up needing someone to help build it up, which introduces our handyman, uh, the character who can say the most with the least, our hobgoblin, calamity. Mm-hmm. AKA Cal, who is honestly the most refreshing of the characters in my mind. E- yeah, yeah, I'd agree with I you. I mean, I, A, I'm not sure we ever had a friendly Hobgoblin character. And no, B, the, the name itself, like Hobgob- Hobgoblin itself, doesn't, you know, invite a lot of friendly feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I just like the fact that he's just a lot of, mm, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. 
He's like uh, everybody's so, like dad, you know, that comes yeah, in with you like yeah, the first yeah. time you buy a house, like, oh, you got to fix this. You can fix that. I got to, you know, that. Yeah, exactly. that, that might run a little bit expensive, depending on what happens. <laughs> but I think we can do it. Two people, uh, nine o'clock at night without any flashlights. Uh, yep. That's that's my childhood, by the way. Um, uh, so anyway, so the shop gets built with Cal's assistance. And he's a great handyman. And so they end up needing some help uh around the place and so that's how we hire tandri the succubus who is the best barista on the side of the ley lines mm-hmm. and uh tandri ends up taking a lot more than just responsibility at the coffee shop hey, oh, you know what I'm but anyway so more fun characters come into the story as viv and tandri start their business is what i'm calling it <laughs> they end up trying to start out by giving samples at first and creating a crowd of regulars and through that, you know, we get a couple chapters of some funny interactions. You know, we get Thimble, the baker from the gods, who Facts. is creating some of the best pieces of baked goods this side of Thun or Thun or what, however the hell you say. I think and we're, we're just I just love the fact. Food. Can you imagine the first person to eat a cinnamon roll, though? Dog. Like, for real. And like smelling it? That had to be life changing. That had to be heavily, and then when they added, and and then you know, you know that the the icing on top that was the last minute. Ugh. But mm-hmm. you know, you're just like, dude, I'm eating stale bread. What is this? <laughs> right. That's what I want to think. Like, what are, what are people in the city eating? Like, they don't have any coffee. They've never had a cinnamon roll. They've never. Yeah. Had well, a how are they going to work? That's what I want to know. It, yeah. Exactly. It's just fucking drunk. They just stay drunk back yeah, then. Yeah. Probably drunk. Yeah. Uh. So anyway, so Thimble is by far, I think one of the funniest characters just for the fact that he just does little, he doesn't like to talk. He'll just point and, and like murmur and point like, look, make, I, make little hand gestures. Yeah. Be sad that he can't get another bigger stove. Be happy. He could get a bigger stove. I, I also like his, uh, his negotiation style, which he's like, Hey, you want to work here? You know, I'll pay you like four bits a week. And he's like, and free coffee, free coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Look, like, yes, that's uh, the, I'm that's making the sure most we get the fine print. You know, mm-hmm. he's a master negotiator. Perry ends up coming in, and uh, he is the rock and roll stonemason. Is what I'm dubbing him. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty funny because you know he just comes out blaring like some electric guitar shit, and then comes back and starts toning it back, and then ends up picking him up the rock and roll again. That's something that's like that low key bothered me throughout the book. Like you're meaning to tell me that you guys. You have an espresso machine, but you've never had a cinnamon roll, and there's an electric guitar. But, like, you know, I don't know, the technology just didn't seem to make any sense. Like, there's no flow. It was like the medieval times with modern comforts with an espresso, with an espresso and an electric. Well, guitar. and, and to be fair, like the espresso had ran off some oil and, uh, and was not just a plug and play. Oh, yeah. Sorry <laughs> to have a light a fire in a little tinder box. Yeah. No, I, I I get what you're saying. The uh, I did find it kind of weird that they were playing rock and roll at the coffee. I was like, I was expecting some like hosier shit, um, but that was just me. We meet another important cast member throughout this, and that is Amity, who is a dire cat. Is that right? D- dire cat, yeah, yeah. Who's just this big ass cat? It's just like in my for my money, best character in the book. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and then just for the fact that uh, her little her little scene at the end of the book, 
I think she's a good kid. We're, we're pet the, people. The, the epilogue? Is it the, in the, you mean the prologue? Yeah. No, epilogue. But yeah, pro, pro, yeah, 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 epilogue. Whatever she, one's at the end. We're assuming she kills the elf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm assuming. And then we meet our boy Hemington, or Hemingway, or whatever the fuck. And he only likes iced coffee. So that's how they create a drink. <laughs> because yeah, he I, won't drink anything hot. He was by far my least favorite character for so long. Because he was just like such a, like a, kind of like an ignorant asshole. He was a free, he was a freeloader. Right. He's like, I'm going to show up here. He was acting like a school your property. Space, do some research. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now he was doing research in a, in a private shop. Uh, mm-hmm. But eventually he becomes a, a regular and preferred customer. So he's all right. <laughs> so as we've gotten around to it, the whole story is based around the Scalvert Stone's power to bring success and wealth to whoever uses it. And Viv really believes her shop success is tied to it. And that kind of gets reinforced when we have two antagonists. One becomes a friend and a heavy supporter after the little beginning, and that is the Madrigal and her mafia thugs. And she ends up becoming a big fan of Thimble's cinnamon rolls. Bro, so like Thimble's the only one keeping this fucking coffee shop alive. I know. The, the, the money payment becomes just in cinnamon rolls. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Uh, the protection payment. And, you know, they did add enough spice. You know, the, the, the thugs. You know, you're like, oh, what's going to happen? Is she going to fight? Is she not going to? So it does give you that, like that little bit in the beginning of the book to keep you going. Yeah. It gives you enough spice until you get to this fucking showdown. And this woman is just like, mm, I'm not worried about it. Just give me some fucking cinnamon rolls. And that's the conflict totally, resolution yeah. is you want some pastries. Meanwhile, Thimble's over here. Like, God, give me a raise. <laughs> I don't, I don't have the oven capacity for this. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's like, oh, like, I, I, I need another rat. <laughs> I need another rat, man. <laughs> so, the other antagonist we have is going to be somebody we met in the epilogue, who is Fennis. Uh, is it? The, no, it's the prologue. I'm saying I'm all prologue. Backwards. Yeah, prologues before epilogue after. Yeah. So. Anyway, I'm all backwards. Fennis, who is an elf, who found it fishy that all Viv wanted was the stone when there was all that treasure, and he ends up getting jealous of the success of the coffee shop, and makes frequent attempts to steal the Scalvert stone from her. And honestly, that dude's a dick. <laughs> he is a dick. Yeah, like pretty, pretty straight up. I was like, "Hi, how, how would you not be happy for your people?" And like, granted, like in this specific situation, like, would I be a little suspicious if, like, like say me and you were in a party and we like just found this huge hoard, and you're like, "Nah, I just want this rock that I pulled from this dead lady." You guys can have the oh. rest. I'd be like, "Oh, well, what's up with the rock?" Definitely. But, you know, like, I mean, definitely, I'm curious. I'm like, right, result like. This. You don't have spoiler alerts like you could take some of this stuff too, right? Like I'm not going to burn your house down because of it, you know? No, I'm with you. As all these events take place, you know the bonds between the characters start to get stronger and stronger, and eventually love starts to blossom between Viv and Tantri. Which, if we're going to break this down not as a fantasy book but as a romance book, I thought it was perfectly paced. It's trash, trash. You, you, oh, you didn't like the the pacing of it. Well, like, I mean, I thought the like the pacing was okay, but you know, when you like look up Legends and Lattes, like and you like get the little breakdown of it, like I mean, it has like, like LGBTQ plus, like gay, lesbian, right? It has all these little tags on it, but like nothing happens until literally the like yes, they like kind of flirt. They like And then they kind of kiss. Right. And like that's it. 
Like it's not like yeah. this groundbreaking romance lesbian. Yeah, novel. I mean, I, I do wish I do wish Viv and Tandre could have gotten a little swept off their feet for each other. But I, you right. know, I think that they were what they needed, you know, and that's the whole thing with the Scalvert Stone, you know. Um, they both kind of need something a little calmer at the moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but no, I I mean I'm you know, we're big, you know, we're big supporters. We love dark dark rise and all that shit. That's um right. but we no. just we we just tend to like darker fantasy stuff too so i think that, that mm-hmm. kind of goes into it too like we're yeah that's we're fair. ready for that we're ready for the grit and yeah uh, there was definitely yeah, yeah. no the only grit was on the back of the fucking coffee machine <laughs> <laughs> but so i thought it was paced perfectly for this novel you know i think um, and we're gonna get into that real quick but i think it's really important to go over the fact that we find out later that the Scalvert Stone doesn't actually call wealth to its owner. It calls like to like. In this case, everybody Viv truly needed in her life her to reinvent herself. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of what, how the theft of the stone all plays out as well. And so, you know, as far as a reinvention story, you know, I thought that that was pretty, it was a pretty nice way to just be like build a support net for our character. It almost was like this book was like therapy almost. But like for coffee baristas, <laughs> it's like no, don't worry that that quad venti, that's okay. So somewhere out there, there's people who just order black coffee or with <laughs> steam. Milk. You don't have to do seventy two pumps of cinnamon. <laughs> you don't have to swirl my cup with caramel. And- yeah, no, they just like it black or with ice over here. It's nice. It's a nice world out there. <laughs> So that's that's pretty much the gist of the story without giving away the ending. You know, this this is one of our this is the sh- I guess we should say this is definitely the shortest book we've read. What's this um, like lengthwise? Was this shorter? How long was the palace job? I think the palace job. Well, I, I didn't on Kindle, so I can't like I think I can give the page number. So though. 350 pages for four no, 439 pages for palace job. So this is definitely the shortest book. So this is where the episode is going to take a left turn from our normal format. It's time for our open discussion. So this question is going to be for you, buddy. Obviously, this book falls into its self-described classification of cozy. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, it really is. And this is where I was saying I was going to get back into this. You know, I would say that if your life is a little chaotic, you should probably 100% take a minute and read this book. You know, there really is no rush. And, you know, as far as like what you need to do for it uh, is not much, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, you know, my favorite part of the book, it's, you know, we kind of have to, I, I really did enjoy the atmosphere of the shop getting built and like the happen chance encounters with people. Mm-hmm. It's in my mind, well done with, especially with the introduction to the magical and how our thugs place up the story. What did you think about that atmosphere? Oh, I would love to go to this place. Oh, yeah, Especially right. if there's a fucking dire cat walking around. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Give it a little scratches, a little, little, mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. I mean yeah, a little big seems, fish on a stick, you know? Seems cozy. Obviously the baked goods are popping. You know? Oh yeah, I would kill for one of these these fucking coffee sticks. Coffee cakes, oh, the thimbles, thimblets. Oh, here's my um I'll finish my answer, then I have a question for you. Okay. Um, but uh oh yeah 10 out of 10 i would totally um i wouldn't be a freeloader like him i would show up and you know buy some coffee and some stuff and you know sit there and study but yeah, i would totally hang out yeah. there for an afternoon easy would have been a big uh, big big fan 
right. Of all the baked goods, which one would you get? If you could only get one, which one are you getting? Definitely the cinnamon roll. However, the chocolate shit, that's a, that's a number two. I think, I, I think I'm going for the, the croissant. Yeah, I'm the croissant. croissant. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do love croissants in real life. Damn. I think if it would have been an almond croissant, I would have 100% been about the croissant. Oh, an, an almond croissant? I don't know if I've ever had a had an almond croissant. Well, let me tell you, you need to get one immediately. Oh, okay. ASAP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. ASAP, ASAP croissant. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I would pick the cinnamon roll just for the fact that I feel like it's, it, it starts it, it starts Thimble on this road to a raise. Uh, you yeah. know, he, is, he is lead and, cook at the end of this. And he, uh, Travis does such like a good job. Like he does a good job, you know, describing how good the croissant is, but like the yeah. atmosphere he creates around the cinnamon roll is like the smell and the appearance and the size and all that stuff. So, yeah. I'm, no. I mean, it's, it's, it's a tough pick, but yeah, I think the atmosphere he creates is how, why the book is so good or yeah. well received. You know, mm-hmm. I think if it wasn't for the atmosphere of the shop, you wouldn't give a shit. <laughs> you know, yeah. but that the shop makes it so you care, and you're like, all right, well, I got to figure out what happens to this thing. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think we got into it, but my favorite character is Cal for me. It was just a happy. I was just happy every time he ended up on the page. Uh, what about you? Thimble, easy, ten out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Thimble, you know, made it he, easy. my man. You know, he's not trying to reinvent himself. You know, like Viv. No, he's, he's not, just being you know, him. He's not running away from his past like Tandry. You know, yeah, he's like this motherfucker just wants to bake. He wants to drink coffee and bake. And shit. bake. Yeah, but the dude was having espresso at like eight at night. This man, <laughs> this man, this man was unhinged with the coffee love. <laughs> just cranking like a hundred degrees outside, just drinking down a pipe and hot downing lattes. lattes. <laughs> uh, my my next thing is, you know, I said this definitely falls outside of our normal realm. Of fantasy books, you know, like I said, we we tend to lead towards dark or realistic fantasy, but this was this was nice. And if you love to read and you feel like you don't have any time, I think this book is exactly for you. Or if you're in an airport, this is another good one. Yeah. And again, like I kind of think which even though I didn't like the palace job, um, I think this is another good uh, it's like a palate cleanser, right? Yeah. You read like a book like hunger of the gods where like you're just so invested the whole time there's so much going on and you have all this like legit worry for you know what's going to happen to a character yeah and then you know in between series okay i'm gonna sit back and listen to an ogre with a shitty business plan open a coffee shop you know that's it who ends up becoming a success well actually i don't know if she actually becomes a success because but there is that moment where she's like going over her money she's like we really don't got anything yeah i know and she's like totally in debt now i'm assuming to the magical and i don't know how that's gonna play out i don't know <laughs> thimble's gonna be baking his ass off <laughs> all for and, which i don't know if you're gonna bring it up i think um i, I think thimble got screwed man you know at the end when she like brings up the writ of ownership or whatever it's called and you know she wants to oh yeah, yeah, yeah it was calamity um her cow and and Tangerine, like what the fuck? What about symbol? Symbol, symbol. Rat people do not have any rights, apparently. Um, <laughs> like he, because he, he made, is literally like, the key. <laughs> yeah, because she sends him home, right? She's like, all right, everybody can leave with these two. And mm-hmm. I mean, he literally is bringing swaths of customers. Yeah, and if you think about it, like their menu prices, like what is it? Like a coffee is like one. They bit. don't make any sense to me. 
and and the cinnamon roll and the croissant are four bits each. Like he is their money maker. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, he's literally like driving the market up. Mm-hmm. We kind of hinted at it already, but you know, I thought it was a positive LGBTQ plus story. I, I would think that it deserved a little bit more on the romance side of things. Not that it was described by that, and I think you kind of agree with me on that one. Yeah, like I'm fine with the pacing of their relationship if you don't brand this book as an LGBTQ plus book, right? Because it's not like they're going through any trials, right? They're not getting like um, uh, segregated against for being lesbians or, you know, they're they're not really facing any hardships. It just kind of like naturally evolves into a relationship, which is very nice and very and that's normal and that refreshing is refreshing and that's normal. Okay. Yeah. But I don't think it should brand itself as a, you know, as like a queer book, you know? It's shitty, but maybe it has to just because just how other people would react. They'd be like, oh right, my God. So, so all the Karens who, I read this yeah, whole, who pick up this, read this book. Whole book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when it's so stupid, because it's just a natural romance progression. You right. know, it's just like two people fell in love and, you know, and we're happy for them. Right. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. I definitely think this is a four out of five stars for me. What are, what are your thoughts? Now, granted, I, let me tell you why before you before okay. you reveal yeah, your yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. for how short the book was, yeah. how cozy it, I mean it was what it was described as. Like, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know, so to me, four out of five, I wish there would have been a moment where, you know, we did have some action when we get to the conclusion, but there's not really a conclusion, you know, it's just sort of like right. everything works out. If if there would have been more of a of a, a climax to the book, I would have given it a five out of five. But Four out of five for me. I'll give it two different ratings. Uh, okay. Out of just rating it purely on what it's advertised as, as a low stakes novel, I'll, I'll agree with you. I'll give it a four out of five. Uh, without that branding, I'm giving it a 3.4 out of five. That's That makes sense to me. Like, there's no way that this and Joe Abercrom- any of Joe Abercrombie's book can be like talked about on the same sentence. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's absolutely no way that you could talk about this with uh, even hunger of the gods or even, you know, dark Christ to, to be, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's such a unique story. And I think that's why it's so big. Mm-hmm. So we talked about the atmosphere. We talked about, you know, we definitely think you should read this book. And I mm-hmm. think that with your palate cleansing comment, I think that's that's really the best way to describe it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a great in between read. So I was going to say, and I think I kind of got off to this book on the wrong foot because when I first started listening to it, I was going from I was driving from North Carolina to Florida. So oh yeah, like a long drive, and like this isn't exactly like you mentioned. Like it's not it's, the book isn't like keeping me awake. <laughs> no, no, so no, I think that kind of put like a sour taste in my mouth. But then, kind of, you know, once I was in Florida and I was just kind of listening to it on like a twenty-minute drive to the hospital, and then you know, on the way to the gym, and then like doing cardio at the gym, right? And these like little little tidbits. I yeah, think it's the perfect way to enjoy this book. In tidbits, but if you read a big chunk of the time, I got a little sleepy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I had to stop reading it because I was falling asleep <laughs> when I was describing it. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I think that 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 did happen to me too. Not with the driving, but um, I was reading. I was like, yeah, God, okay. It was like I think it was like chapter sixteen. I was like, I think I'm gonna go to bed now. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: one thing in the book, what bothers you the most? What random miss? It could be a big pop point. It could be like a little miscellaneous detail. What bothers you the most? Real estate prices. <laughs> 
I feel like she paid a lot for this shit hole. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I just think no. I think the thing that actually bothers me is the fact that Viv doesn't realize her feelings for Tandri, but Viv also is like, all right, I'm break these fucking dudes' heads in, and Tandri's like. No, don't be your be your new self. And she's like, you know what? You're right. I'm gonna listen to you. And she like doesn't realize that she's falling in love with the with Tandri. It's like, okay, dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you need to rethink, re- reevaluate your your little thing right now. Um. So yeah, I think that might be my issue. They're like the I felt like their Viv as a character doesn't realize what she's loved, and that's probably because she was an adventurer for 22 years, whatever it was. Yeah, uh, it's probably hard being uh, being out there. And to, but to I, you know, the other thing, sorry, mm-hmm. one more thing. I think yeah, yeah. I wish the mafia dudes, they would have had a bigger part. Yeah. By the end of it, they were, they were fun. But in the beginning they were, they were good. Like they're like, you know, it's just shitty enough. But what about you, man? Did you have anything that you felt was just I think a little first, off? first to further your point, you brought up a good point with the Viv not realizing the relationship. I think, which obviously there are like so many little hints, but the point where uh, where Tangri started sleeping over because they were worried about Fettus coming over, oh, and yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's just that one line when Viv is like, "And I had the best night of sleep ever." It's like, yeah, come, it's on. Like, come on, come uh, on, come on, gal, girl. Yeah, you, you got this. You, you know. Yeah, sees the relationship. <laughs> um, I think, I think my biggest pet peeve is like I already talked about it. It's like the the world doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like you. Have an espresso machine, but nobody's tasted chocolate before. There's an electric guitar. Yeah, true, true. But yeah, no one's thought about putting ice thing. in a drink. And it's just like a lot of like, like you have well, this, but you, you know, don't have that. And like, do you know why nobody you put ice in a drink? Hmm. Because you couldn't drink the water. So you probably get sick off the ice. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, yeah. We're, we're um, breaking health code violations. And <laughs> then like the fact that you can order things from a magazine. How does that work? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was just. But then your friends deliver it, you know, like, huh? <laughs> uh, cool. Don't worry. No, I talked to the driver. He said he was coming over here. So I just decided <laughs> I, I'd do it myself. Yeah. I just wanted to say hi. Also, they like appear very, they're far away and they like come over very quickly. They got so, some Amazon uh, Prime shit going on. They do. I, uh, you know, I definitely got like World of Warcraft vibes from this. I felt like a thousand percent. Yeah, like definitely that type of of fantasy aspect. You know, they, there's stuff there. They got portals. You can fast travel all that shit. So maybe that's the thing. But um, yeah, I, I, all in all, I thought the book was great uh, for what yeah. it was. If it was self described, it was. I mean, this was like the most black and white description you've ever gotten, and it's like this is what yes. you're getting, and you're gonna like it. Yeah, the the summary is an ogre wants to leave the life of a mercenary and over and open a coffee shop, and that is exact verbatim exactly, exactly what, what happens. <laughs> yeah, and that's what you get. I think it's funny too. Just like it's pretty ballsy to do a story like this. So, so shout out to Travis for for delivering that. Shout out to Travis. Yeah, right, I love uh, the fact one, that he. One was... more question for you. All right, yeah, give it to me. Did you have, because I have one, did you have, like early on in the book, did you have a prediction that ended up that either you were right about or or was wrong? Oh, shit. Uh, mine was definitely wrong. My prediction was that I thought she was going to fight and there was going to be like a big, mm-hmm. dramatic mm-hmm. little scene between her and Tandri. And Tandri mm-hmm. was going to be like, look, you're trying to be better than that. Talk to me when Ooh, you're better. 
and then that never happened. So it oh, would have been such a good scene, though, especially for the romance. Like that would have been. Yeah, yeah. And then like, but then you know, then she's not there. She doesn't. We're kind of. This is a light spoiler. So if you you haven't been spoiled at this point in time, um, leave. Uh, <laughs> but if that happened, you know, I don't think she'd be in the loft when the the fire happens, and so then she can't save her, and you know, then they yeah. can't go through that traumatic bonding together, and uh, so I don't know. So. I, I like the way it played out. You know, I wish there would have been a little more sparkle there, but um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, that's that's something that I thought was going to happen, and then definitely didn't. And I think it gets solidified by the fact that um, the sword ends up getting melted down. You yeah, know, Viv's really put it behind her. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, what about you? Uh, yeah, my big thing. I a hundred percent predicted that. Uh, what's their neighbor's name? Laney. Is that the only? Oh yeah, Laney. My my money was that she was the magical <laughs> early on. Uh, yeah, I, funny. I, I thought it was her. <laughs> she's just over there harassing them for their money all the time. When she's like, "You really should sweep mm-hmm. up the place." Right. <laughs> you want my recipe? Yeah, <laughs> make great cake. Also, that's another. You just brought that up. That's another one of my favorite thing about Thimble is obviously he like communicates very effectively. But whenever <laughs> lady comes, lady over comes to around, strange he recipes, just, he just he just uses these abstract. Hand gestures that no one understands. So <laughs> no she leaves him alone. Thimble was great. Thimble was definitely a highlight for sure. God, yeah. No, it was a really good book. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. Uh, so the next book. Oh, okay. You ready for this? I already decided, this, and then we're this, doing the Mark Lawrence one next. After this, this is this is exciting, readers. I don't know what this is. We're doing Jade City, baby. Jade City by Fonda Lee. It is. It just I got rated like number nine in best fantasy of twenty twenty three. Okay. So, um, or twenty twenty two. So, get ready. Nominee for be Nebula good. Award for best novel. Okay. Yeah. So, and then there's three of them, and you know we're probably just gonna do the first one, and we'll, we'll figure it out. But they are gonna be their normal part one, part two, part three <laughs> episodes. Yeah. And I, like I really it. need to stop um, advertising them as two parters. And uh, yeah, so we hope you enjoyed this cozy little episode. Uh, and for now, keep on reading. Keep on reading, nerds. Yeah, and maybe have a latte while you do it. Yeah, do it for Thimble. Shot. Yeah, do it for do it for Thimble. Do it for Thimble. Yeah, yeah do, it for, do it for Thimble. <laughs>